0: Hello and welcome to debriefing the UFC. Gonzalo's not here, but um I am Connor McDonald, and I'm here with uh, Sanjeevano. Woo! Okay. And uh yes, G is not here, but that's okay because we're talking, it's just you and me today, Sanjeev. You and I yes, are gonna be talking about our portion of the show and uh mm-hmm. what we did and all of our thoughts and stuff like that. So I'm going to start off by just asking you a question. Uh, So I gave you, uh, for those of you who don't know, Sanjeev and I traded routines. He gave me a routine of his and I gave him a routine of mine and we performed it. So I performed his work, he performed my work. And so I think this was one of the first times you did something with coins, right?
1: This is the first coin piece I've ever learned.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, you do a matrix with like some quarters, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do a
1: matrix Um, that I've never seen as a coin piece because they're all card slights more than coin slights. Oh, right. They're not even really slights, dude. It's just it's very (laughs) different to me, the matrix, but like proper coin magic, just with the purity of of coins. I think I've learned some stuff on and off every now and then, but Mm -hmm. UFC was, you know, way higher stakes because it it was your first time performing it in front of any audience. And this just
0: happens to be 200 people. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's scary doing coin magic. I mean, it's like you don't want to drop one. <laughs> yeah, I think coin magic, at least
1: from my experience, coin magic is more move intensive in the sense that um card magic you can get away with long interludes between mm-hmm. things. Um and card magic, so to me, is more like talking and whatnot. But especially this being a silent routine, there is not any interludes of me talking about something. Yeah, it's there is no silent, misdirection. Which means, exactly. It's just move after move, and so. Um, And dude, if you mess up with cards, oh, you messed up. If you mess up with coins, ding.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you were using a yeah. cup, right? So it was like, and or like, oh yeah, oh, the coins can nick each other or something like that. So it's there's yeah, so many things that could there's go just
1: wrong. a a whole new set of stuff. I'm sure cards have have similar cons like that. It's just after being so used to cards, this was just a whole new ball game for me in in what sort of things to get used to, what sort of things to watch out for. But mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons... I love the show experience. A lot of us love the show experience because this was a platform for us to just try something that we would not have tried otherwise. And so that was amazing.
0: I I totally agree. I I really liked how, I mean, I I don't get the opportunity to perform too much, especially because I'm a stage guy. So I don't really learn Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. many like fun tricks to do with cards and stuff like that. Because if I'm going to go on stage, I would never use cards. So um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you gave me cards and you gave me something to do to perform in front of mm-hmm. a live audience. So it kind of both put us outside of a comfort zone, even though it's, I mean, it's just card magic. But um, that's true. It's, that was it's actually, it's <laughs> I didn't want to, we... I didn't mean that in an insult. It's not like, because I know you do. No, all no, cards. no. I know.
1: I know. I know. It's like, I only do cards, really. I, my entire magic career has more or less been devoted to cards. And even the Matrix, yes, that's my argument for, haha, I don't just do, yeah. but I just do, <laughs> I do Matrix. Weird. yeah. So this, It was interesting to me because, I mean, so many of us lump magic as magic, right? But to have all these niches and Mm sub-niches and how we're all so hesitant, like I I would never pick up coins unless it was some opportunity like this to make make something meaningful out of it. And yeah, yeah, it it was just, it's interesting to me that even within magic, there is exploration that is yet to be done for me, for all of us. And we have opportunities like this to actually do it. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it was, I think it was something new for an audience to see as well, that there are magicians who devote themselves only to one part of it and not others. And seeing them try to break that part of the form um, is a really cool experience.
0: Totally. So this is a question that I, I, I know the answer to like in my mm-hmm. head, I know the answer, but sometimes I have a hard time mm-hmm. explaining it out loud and hopefully you might be able to, I'm not trying to be on the spot. Um. <laughs> so as you know, we switched routines and, yes. uh, and you know, to some people taking other people's routines and other people's content, like their art, their work is seen as immoral but like in this specific case it was okay that we had done that why i mean like why would you say it was okay to perform someone else's piece for this
1: first off the entire uh, the giving theme the the internal consistency of it and the fact that we trade routines i think that's one of the things i'm probably most proud of in Mm -hmm. that show that that was a that was a very creative decision i think in hindsight and compared to we've all seen so many virtual shows that's that's something that i think uniquely takes advantage of the duo format i mean mm-hmm. this is a show of duos right but even within that yeah. we managed to carve a a place for ourselves that wasn't overlapping with other people so really like the idea and the reasoning behind why it's okay to me is i mean first off we as magicians unfortunately can't really take a moral high ground in this because <laughs> for decades we've been performing other people's routines uh most often with no credit um when it's in yeah, lectures, we give credit sometimes, but in yeah. performances, we rarely do. And, and I've heard of entire shows being put together, like, okay, I'll do this by this person, this by this person, uh, this by that person, but I have a presentational touch. And it's like, okay, it's, like, not, it's not really, man. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 unfortunately just a shortcoming of our art in general is that it happens. And I think what we did differently is rather than, well, first off, the entirety of UFC was original magic. That's one thing we mm-hmm. held ourselves to. Yeah, It might seem stupid to other people because it takes time and energy. But that was one standard that we refused to break. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, if it takes a month, a month and a half of intense work, whatever. We'll do it. We wanted it to be original. But in this case, it, it is still original. It's it's it's, it's our stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing that made it okay to me is that we said it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What made it okay was the fact that we did it explicitly. Like it, it, we, we literally said, I... <laughs> This is, this is a show about giving, which, you know, for, for a show that's for charity, extremely consistent. Uh, yeah. For a show that's about giving, I, I wanted to give Connor something. And so um, as artists, I think that's closest to us is our ideas. And so I want to give Connor an idea and Connor's going to give me an idea. We said it. We didn't just do each other's routines. We didn't just do a stranger's routines. First of all, we discussed this. Um, and second, I think this piece... Yes, the their individual pieces, bird's eye and, and la taza, but also with the context of giving, it becomes a different piece, right? Because now yeah. it's a piece about collaboration. Now it's a piece about, okay, we're hearing two voices. How do these two voices interact? The voice of the creator and the voice of the interpreter. What's the byplay between them? How do we what do we see from one? What do we see from the other? Um, it's a totally different experience. La taza performed uh, by Connor is very different from. Latasa created by Connor, performed by Sanjeev. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what this experience was really about. So the question of plagiarism, the question of stealing someone else's work never even came into context for me because it was so clear that we were trying to do something else. And everything we were doing, we were transparent about it and honest about it in communicating that to the audience. So I think they also understood, oh, they're not just trading routines for the fun of it. This has meaning to it. There's something beautiful yeah. about this process.
0: Totally. I think, I think you highlighted on everything uh, that I can't explain. <laughs> it was the honesty of, of in the, uh, intent with what we were doing. We were, like, I think you said it, we weren't just trading routines just for the fun of it. Cause we didn't have anything else to do and we couldn't think of anything mm. else better to do. We did that because mm. it actually had a sole purpose and not only did it have a sole purpose for that routine, but in the structure of our show, of our portion of the show, it was consistent because the end because mm-hmm. you we gave each other something and then we gave something to the audience exactly. so our entire exactly. thing was about giving and it was about giving people uh, ideas and, and concepts and tasks and stuff like that, which will lead us to kind of our last part about this was what we, what we closed the show with, you and I mailed a oh letter God. Oh across the United God. States real time. For a show and audience. So like we we said, we wrote the letter and we're like, okay, go check your mailbox. I was like, what? Yeah, go check your mailbox. It should be there by now. And then it was in the mailbox. That was theoretically the effect, right? First Cross off. Cross country think, too. Yeah, across yeah. the country. Because it, it was East Coast Maryland. to West Coast. Yeah. It was West Coast to East Coast. And that whole process was extremely <laughs> stressful. <laughs> was it not Sanjeev? It was extremely stressful. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Right from when you started this, I was like, oh boy.
1: Um, it is in in a sense the the, the greatest routine uh, in terms of magnitude I've ever performed. I think I can the I greatest can feat, yeah, it for both of us, totally, yeah, um, because conceptually it's sheer insanity, and and also I think it's funny that when when presented in the right way with the nuances and with the scripting, an audience understands the the enormity of it because there's one way it could have been accomplished, and even yeah. that way. I think they get a sense of how much effort it would have taken to go. Back <laughs> yeah. to it, right? So for us, like we had a bunch of stresses going into it. I remember we talked day before, week before, an hour before. We, we were in constant communication about mm-hmm. this. We needed to make sure that, okay, uh, the letter is reached. Okay, uh, the routine, first off, each bit of it is moving smoothly as planned. I think we had a scare even at the end of the show. There was a, a oh communication between us. <laughs> Where we were like, wait, can we even do the routine? Is it still feasible? And we were getting conflicting messages
0: in our in our UFC group chat. And so it was, during uh, the show, like while we while yes, we were performing, yes. while you and I were performing, it was like, it's a no-go, drop it, yes. don't do the routine for X reasons. Yes. You know what I mean? I was like, what? <laughs> it's
1: like Yeah, not even during the rest of the show. It was like during our set. We're on screen, we're spotlighted. And in yeah. the midst of that, our eyes are like on the phone because we're getting just frantic texts. Um, oh my gosh and then we and then once connor once you started talking i got a different update and then so yeah there's a lot going on but i think that's the way it goes right like when you do things like this when you even attempt a feat like this right this is so different to me from any card feat it's it's so different that when you're even trying to reach towards something this insane uh it takes these costs it takes these these risks it takes these moments of just nerve wracking intensity. It takes these moments of mid show anxiety because the goal of all of it was to create this one moment, Mm -hmm. this one 10 second moment where this, this one dude who happened to be all the way across the country opens a letter and he's Mm -hmm. like, this is not possible and an audience gets to see that. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. And so we went through a lot for that dude, but we uh, went through a lot. There was a lot of planning and just making sure that it, it, it that's all magic it takes work uh one thing that i find myself now is that when Mm -hmm. because i'm still creating magic i was working on something for pen and teller and i find myself creating magic now that's extremely high risk where it's like Mm -hmm. if if one small detail goes wrong it will all Mm -hmm. go wrong but now that i've done that and like hey it worked my phone just went off Mm -hmm. but it worked i mean like we mailed the letter it worked Besides whatever people say, um, I find myself kind of piggybacking on that and like being like the, the not only the adrenaline but like the power of what we did, even when you just look at it from a small scale, was worth it. Was worth every single risk. Was worth all of the 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 issues that we had because like so I mean we had to you know there's tons of prep right. and We had to mail a letter to Matthew. Yeah. To theoretically plant. <laughs> you know
1: in a mailbox yes which we in had to check if it was illegal first off and turns out it's not illegal because also people <laughs> that we could not even find anything on this on the internet because i think everyone was just confused about why anyone would ever want to put something in a mailbox you know if like they're yeah, not yeah it a was man. like
0: you're not allowed to go through people's mail but you can put i mean like but there's nothing yeah. that said like you couldn't put something in it
1: <laughs> you're not allowed to go through you're not allowed to tamper with and you're not allowed to take someone's mail which yeah. you know are all probably the logical prime things you could do but yeah put something in a mailbox it wasn't even one of the options because they were like why yeah. would you what an odd way to... <laughs> yeah but yeah. but
0: our letter didn't get there
1: it did not we had mailed Matthew
0: not. a letter to plant and I I mailed him it like a week and a half two weeks before the show was even mm-hmm. gonna go and it never got to him it ne- like yeah, I don't know what yeah. I wonder if it got to him now I want to ask him but I, I have no idea this, where it is be it funny got... yeah I mean like months later he just gets it now yeah I but know it's like, <laughs> It mailed it to him. He never got it, so then Matthew kind of had to like forge my handwriting to make it yes. look like I wrote it because I wrote it in the show, so it would match up. And this his. is morning of the show? Day before the show? It was. I think it's like day before the show, we decided it we had to forge it because it wasn't going to yeah. get there.
1: And then that happened. And then, first off, to load it in, in the mailbox, I think Matt had to drive 20 minutes one way, 20 minutes back in the snow, right? Before the show. <laughs> I'm like... Right. Exactly. Right before yeah. the show, because any earlier, there's the risk of them opening the mailbox, seeing it in advance or whatnot. Um, yes. Yeah. Them seeing
0: in advance could be wrong if they had a different type of mailbox. Like if it went into their house, it wouldn't have worked. We had to make sure that he had a mailbox. We had to make sure he could yeah. go out and get it.
1: And literally in the in the middle of the show, we realized, oh, wait, Nick isn't even here in the meeting. So we cannot do the routine. And that's why we had a huge miscommunication, which is,
0: yeah, Connor exactly. was aborting.
1: And I was like, wait, why are we aborting? Because I saw Nick, too. I think he had popped out and then popped
0: back mm-hmm. in. Uh, Matthew called me and he was a... like, dude, he's gone. And I was just like, all right, we're not uh, doing it. Rip. Yeah, to go straight to the monologue. But one thing that I like now that came mm-hmm. from that is that people ask me they're like, Connor, like, because in the routine, they go like, you you come back. When you, when we realize that he's still here and you go, Hey, like, I want to do something. And I know you don't think that we're going to do it, but we're going to do it anyway. Cause we practiced this and you kind of like, you played it off, right? You, you brought us back yeah. on course to do the finale. So when people ask me, they're like, how did you not know you were going to do that? Like you mailed a letter across the United States. Like, that's just so fishy that you didn't know you were going to do that. And I can mm-hmm. answer honestly with like a free conscience. I had no idea we were going to do it because I didn't. Because you
1: were convinced that you were going to abort and move straight yeah, to the end th- of the show.
0: I thought we yeah. were aborting.
1: Yeah, and another p- thing is people didn't even ask because we cleared the, the idea of it being a plant. But people mm. ask, come on, like you must have Nick as an actor. He must be in on this. Yeah, Nick was a plant. But he Nick must be. That's what be. They say. That's, that's what people guess. They're like, he, he, he couldn't have been because it seems so spontaneous, but he must have been, right? It's this like, Did you know him? And to that, yeah, exactly. To that weekend again, again. So honestly, truthfully answer. Neither of us had ever talked to Nick before. And Nick did not him. even know he was going to be called up for this routine. Nick did not know this was going to happen because that was our one constraint going into this. We were like, we're not, we're not going to stooge people. We don't want people in on it acting for this. Mm-hmm. We want to create an actual moment for Nick. And it's it became kind of a joke for us how much effort, how many hours of work, UPS shipping, forging was all riding <laughs> on Nick, not even knowing that this was going to happen to him in 24 hours. Um, yeah, this is, these are, this is the length you go to for, for a moment. And also when you think about it, like people are not supposed to know how something is done. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think people can appreciate the Im- improbability of what we accomplished. Right. Even, even though yeah. they don't know the method for a playing card transpo, uh, as much as they don't know the method for this letter, I, I think on some level they feel, wow, this is this is this is impossible this is this is mm-hmm. big and that's the feeling we have faith in and even if not for that feeling i think these are the risks we need to keep taking to keep pushing our art form forward right it's so it's so easy to to stay in the safe um can get dull boring but also it can it can it can hold us back and mm, i think these totally. these moments of stupidity these moments of hey <laughs> what if we what if we mailed this maryland yeah. right? Okay, like pitch, in, on i want to pitch you an
0: idea <laughs> like let's <laughs> mail a letter across the united states real time to someone during the show yeah it's like what 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 yeah, yeah i think those are the
1: moments that that push us forward as performers and and push the craft forward in in what people see it as and in what people see its potential see see what it can be what it can become
0: and and it was you know worth what? it, man. It was so I I was just about to say it was all worth it. Yeah. It was every yeah. single second, all, all the planning it took. It was all worth it. Even though it like it got clunky towards the end, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um my man, that's kind of wrapping up our time. We're going on 20 minutes now, ish. Maybe cut a few minutes here and there. But uh this was fantastic. It was a great conversation. Dude, Thank you for joining us.
1: A lot of reliving. A lot of reliving. A lot of reliving. I, I, <laughs> I, we did so much, man. I I love I love the work we did. I especially it, yeah. remembering it now and thinking, oh wow, all the details we snuck in, like all the thought put in, the fact that mm-hmm. there was this theme of giving, not just beginning and you know, all through the thing, and there was a thread, and yeah, seeing it well, fit together could. so well in hindsight is mm-hmm. just a really fulfilling feeling, dude. So yeah, yeah thank you for you know being yeah. part of the stupidity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. I think that's wrapping up our episode, but uh, stay tuned, because we have one more episode of Debriefing the UFC coming out. I am Connor McDonald, and I'm here with Sanjeev and, Ode, and this is Ungummit.